Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 59 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz. Today we are talking with the lovely Dr. Deanna Minich about detoxing. Such a great topic. We have put so many things on our body, so many things are around our bodies, so many things we can't help put on our bodies or touch, and this is going to be fabulous. Can't wait. Fabulous. Fab- what an awesome topic, right? <laughs> well, as you can tell, Dana and I are incredibly excited to talk with her. But first, just a couple things. If you missed any of the Thyroid Nation radio podcasts, you can super easy download and listen to them at your leisure on iTunes, Stitcher. And stay tuned as Dana turns each show into an article that you can listen to and easily reference. How are you feeling? Tell us how you're feeling. I'm better. It's um, I didn't cough and wake myself up last night. Now you say the word cough and I want to cough, but my bronchitis <laughs> is way better. So thank you. And it's funny because you really can hear it in my voice and there's just no hiding it. <laughs> well, me. and I can and see so, it just you know, in you and your personality. You're just, just when people don't feel well, but uh, so I'm glad you're, you're coming back up to speed and, and being super Dana. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it really does affect everything. And you know, like I had some things I was working on, and, and people would be like, are you still working? I'm like, I have bronchitis. And then a few days later, are you, you know, and I'm like, look, this thing is serious. It is going right. to be weeks. It's not just like a cold or something. It really took me, I guess from beginning to end, it was almost a month. So just no fun. But I'm back to me. So yeah. yay, yay. Thanks for asking. Okay. Let's just talk about Dr. Deanna. Deanna. Let's see, it's Deanna and Dana. Oh, Deanna. That's going to be fun. (laughs) She's an internationally recognized teacher, author, scientist, speaker, and artist. She has more than 20 years of diverse, well-rounded experience in fields of nutrition and functional medicine, including clinical practice, research, product formulation, writing, and education. Her Ph.D. research focused on essential fatty acid absorption and, and metabolism. Her master's degree allowed her to explore the health benefits of the colorful plant-based carot—can't carot, say it—carotenoids. <laughs> I can't say it. It's, it's just one of those words. She has authored five books. Oh gosh, I thought it was four. Five books on health and wellness, and over fifteen scientific publications. She is currently faculty for the Institute of Functional Medicine and the University of Western States, and she has the website and the most inviting, as Tiffany said, look about her and just this calm. And I know she does all these retreats and things, and someday I'm going to go. She is so mind, body, spirit, connected, art, artsy, and uh, her food and nutrition, uh, she, she just seems very very lovely so we are so excited i love her i love her meet deanna section what what really 
you know, people's websites say things about them, you know. And uh, what's interesting is um, she has a, a bio section, a professional bio section, which is separate from Meet Deanna, which I love, right? I mean, one says, here's the person, and the other one says, here's my <laughs> stats, so to speak. Right, right, right. Deanna is a beautiful, warm, you know, and it talks about her journey and, and struggles, and it's just very cool. It talks about the colors, and but then you get to the professional part, which, of course, you know, is important, and, and um, it's very different, you know. So I love the meet me, meet Deanna section of her site. It's very cool. <laughs> well, plus she has the uh, seven systems of health by food and spirit. And I don't know if you have it, but you need to go download it. It's this gorgeous chart. Have you, have you seen it, Tiff? It is fabulous. Yes. Well, and I love the way it breaks everything down, too, you know. And she has a... Yeah, I just want um, to print it out and post it on my wall. In fact, I think I'm going to. I know, right? Yeah. And what's so Thank interesting you. is is especially people with thyroid issues, you know, there are, there are many of us that have ended up in that situation because of the adrenal glands and when she, when she explains the the anatomy of it all and 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 uh, the physiological um portions and the core issues and foods that are that are healing and nurturing to those it's very cool when you look at it right because it, it, like the adrenal glands are joints legs muscles you know skin immune system feet dna bones so i mean it's just very interesting how um you know, a lot of that can be compartmentalized into your symptoms. <laughs> I was reading them and I was like, geez, that's totally right, well, it, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you just don't think. Growing up in school, you, you know, we all take health class, right? Somehow it just didn't, I guess, didn't all come together or it needs to be, you know, rethought out how they teach it to kids because none of it all really mind, body, spirit, health, food, nutrition, you know, it just didn't ever come come together in a way I think that it should now for our kids, don't you? Oh, well, we we could we could have an entire show on that on that particular subject. <laughs> <laughs> the things that yeah. are missing, right? All all the things that you know, especially when you look at high school and you know teenagers and their struggles and and puberty and hormones and oh my gosh, you know, and then you know that happens to be sort of when they separate from, you know, mom's militant food systems, <laughs> right? And they go <laughs> off and about and they choose their own things. And she she actually has a great story that kind of involves a, a portion of that. But, you know, and then everything hits the fan and then, and you know, there are, of course, consequences for, for choices of food, you know, even for us as, as you know, adults. But um, I wish they took more time and made that incredible association, you know, with high school programs, you know, everybody wants these great science and, you know, mathematics and all of these things, right? When really that's only geared towards what, one, maybe one or 2% of the population that, that is built like that. Right. But right. the rest of us need like accounting and, and nutrition and, and, you know, um, even parenting and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not sure we want to do that in high school. That, that could lead to, Mixed with hormones, that could be a whole other problem. Oh, wow. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? They should talk more about mood association and ability to concentrate and buy choices of food, and they don't, right? And I just Doesn't love how... you can't eat sugar, huh? 
I love how I pay attention to technology and and and, and things that are you know coming up and eco friendly and that kind of stuff. And you you I'm reading, which I think is really cool. How you know other people, you know, not not um, other industries are trying to develop systems that that help you know us kids, parents, everybody adapt to the new way of our life, you know, like, you know, how the recommended daily allowance foods and, and the food pyramid and all, none, none of that has to do with, I mean, none of that really fits in our you mean life the, anymore. The food pyramid doesn't. that's designed to tank yes. the thyroid and the adrenal yes. glands, you mean that, yes. that one? That one. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, your computer has bromine in it. You're, you know, I mean, you're, our lives are just different, you know, yeah. I mean, they just are now. I mean, you can't get rid of your computer. I mean, right? I mean, we have to have our computers to work. So there's got to be balance, and um, we've, there's got to be more education. And there's some really cool things out there people are doing. I love like the Indiegogo and all those kinds of things that are that are out there and supporting people who are trying to you know develop ways for us to, to evolve well, better. It's it's just it reminds me of food, right? There's ways of having your cake and eating it too. Same thing with technology. There's ways of utilizing it, you know, safely. And the the sad part of it is I don't think, you know, there's a lot of people that really don't know the repercussions of it all, right? So if you had that choice and you knew, right, then you'd be able to make a a conscious, intelligent choice on how to handle it properly. And, you know, let's say you love fingernail polish and you have thyroid and hormones and all kinds of things, right? Well, if you've balanced everything else and you want to wear your fingernail polish, then that's your choice and you know and you're educated and it's okay. But, you know, just blatantly people not knowing and there are all these different colors and all these different kinds and endocrine disruptors and all this stuff that can, can be inside your fingernail polish. I mean, it's, it, goes, it goes into your system. I mean, I just wore my piggy paint for the first time the other day and I put it on one day and took it off the next day. It was great. Of course, you know, I'm sure there are some chemicals in it, but... Um, lots less than than regular, right? So, right. And if we, you know, even clothing. I knew. Oh yeah, clothing. Do we want to really talk dry, about clothing? Dry cleaning. <laughs> dry cleaning. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's... and flame retardants. You know? That scares me. Right? When if you, you think if you about make that the choice. Right. Well, and you can also. I mean, I think. Sometimes we're just we're just going out on a limb here. Would love to have her opinion on this, but I think sometimes people get so incredibly stressed out about eating perfect and you know not doing the toxins and not wearing the toxic clothes. And sometimes that, in and of itself, that type of thinking, right, can also make you sick. So you also oh. have to pick and choose, right? You you just have to make you know conscious choices. And but you still have to be okay with the ones that you've chosen not to do. Does that make sense? It does, and, that, and that's, that's you know, part kind of what the I was spiritual saying. aspect. Realizing that there's, you know, um, there is our choice, and then there's also a bigger picture. <laughs> so I don't know. I think well, I've and, seen a lot of people get seriously ill from stressing about. Um, oh my gosh, and I can't remember the the new term. I'll look it up. Hang on a second here. But the new term of of um, it's actually an eating disorder, and I can't think of. Ah, oh. oh, I'll hang on. I'll look it up. Here. Oh yeah, you know, I, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you. She's not with us yet, so go ahead and check it out, um, and and let us know. But yeah, that's that's exactly it. Um, you know, balance. 
you make a choice, you know, right? Well, and if you want to on that one, with with flame, well, true, but you know, with flame retardant, you know, stuff in it, or you know, you know that your Powerade has you know flame retardant in it, and if you choose to have it because you're really dehydrated, but everything else in your life is balanced, then you go ahead and have the Powerade. Otherwise, don't have it. Orthorexia. So people just don't called. know. Yes. There's there's anorexia yeah. nervosa, which of course is restrictions, but there's orthorexia nervosa. It says, is a proposed distinct eating disorder characterized by extreme or excessive preoccupation with eating foods believed to be healthy. So instead of like not eating, it's it's still you know um, you know what I'm saying. You you still have to. I don't know. I'm I'm more of the philosophy of the eighty twenty plan. And for some people with certain chronic illnesses, ninety five five. It depends on the person, but you know I think you still have to. I don't know. That's just my. We say that on every show. Uh, it's everybody's individual, and they really, really are. So I, I really like when people get on the show and different doctors we've had who've gotten on and said, "Well, I take a two and a half hour, a three hour, a two, you know, two hour intake of uh, the patient's history and all that stuff." You know, they're really trying to get to know you, and um, right. I think that's so important because everybody's so different. I mean, how can you just, you know? There's something to be said for conventional medicine, and we couldn't live without it. Okay, I get it, but there's something to be said. You know, we lost ourselves along the way, you know, industry and money and all that stuff. I mean, everybody's different. There's just no way that what you take or do is is going to be the same for me. I mean, I can take an Advil, and Savannah can take an Advil, and totally different. It affects her totally different. I mean, just, it's, we're all it different. We're all uniquely, cool. wonderfully made. It is very cool. It is very cool. I mean, that's, um, and we've been given all the tools. It's just that we have to listen. You know, we have that built-in diagnostician that's, that is unique and specific to us. And it tells us everything we need to know. <laughs> we just choose not to listen sometimes. Sometimes deliver. You know, and I think listen. we used to be, you know, I, I tease my husband all the time when I, I get overwhelmed with um, the world and politics and the way people live and just, you know, I get overwhelmed and I say, I just want to be a, live in a teepee in a little in a little town, a little village and just a little teepee, you know. But I'm still going to need my computer and he laughs. But, you know, I mean, seriously, it gets overwhelming and, and you have to find balance and it isn't easy and um, and we have to listen to our body and we've kind of gotten away from that, like you said. I mean, I just use this as an example, but I did recently read an article, even though I'd heard this before, you know, Indians grew their hair long for a reason. It's part of their senses, and they used their hair. They listened to their body. Their hair told them, you know, things. I don't exactly know what, but they used it as their senses, you know, like like animals have whiskers and things. I mean, it's an extension of us, and they were really, to me, the American Indians, you know, very in tune to themselves. So, um Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I think it'd be really cool to be Dandy. I just love it. I think it would have been. I think mm, that's a good show. But I think sometimes, you know, uh, our messaging and our priorities. You know, I mean, we have such a. You know, we live in a time where the ante is so upped. You know, we have so many confusing messaging everywhere. I mean, you can you can find anyone to support your philosophy, you know, uh, pretty much anywhere with the information highway, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's right, you know what I'm saying? So we have all this messaging. I think way back when there was a much 
less confusion, like like problems and things like that were much more simple. And when I mean simple, you know, like starving and stuff like that, you either could get food or you couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I mean by simple. But, you know, nowadays, you know, so many of our health problems are eating too much, too much of, of just because everything is so prolifically available. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's much more confusing. We live in an extremely confusing time, you know, but in many, many aspects, it's very cool, too, because we do have so many choices. But it's very confusing. You know, back in the Native American Indians, everything was much more simple. You know, they could hear the great spirits. And we probably, you know, could hear the great spirits now, too, if we actually sat down and took some time to, to listen. You know what I'm saying? Listen. And be more in tune but, you know, to our, our body. I believe they were very in tune to their body, you know, and... Uh, we were just like eat on in the car, <laughs> so, right? You know, right, you right. Something as simple as digestion, right? We eat because we've got to run to mm-hmm. baseball or run to dance and mm-hmm. grab this mm-hmm. on the way. I mean, you look at how many health problems that single thing of not sitting down and relaxing and choosing to eat slowly and chew your food and be conscious of it. I mean, I'm totally guilty of that. I'm a total food shoveler. And so does my my son. It's just I've done that since I was little. It's really bad. We and, did too. And, and Joe, my we husband, he'll too. look at me and he'll be like, "You're seriously done," <laughs> you know. Well, that's he not fair because he grew up in a really cool background. So that's not fair. <laughs> oh, you mean the European right? The yeah. European Sunday dinner. I love that. Yeah, I, I think everyone right. should do that. Right, where you just sit and you sing and argue with your family and you know call them stupid and then you come back next Sunday and do it all over again over good food and right. music and <laughs> I right? love it. I, do. I love it. I <laughs> that do. is therapy. <laughs> and you know I hate to always bag on my family. It makes me feel terrible. They don't listen to my show, so it doesn't matter. But you know, um we kinda got away from it all. You know, my mom, she's fabulous and when she does Thanksgiving it is beautiful I mean, our her dining room table or just her dining room really is gorgeous and you know she spends all this time on the food and she she slaves over it it makes it not fun it's definitely not fun and um it's you know it's very stressful extremely stressful and then you know we eat and then we're hungry and then you know we're full and then we talk for a little bit and then you know it's like time to clean up kind of like it, it we've lost the the enjoyment of it and the non-stress and the non, you know, it looks beautiful. It really does. I mean, I'll, I should take a picture. It really is so stunningly gorgeous. But there's a lot of stress that goes with that. So minimizing some of that, you know, and, and being able just to be like, you know what? Yeah, we've got all these gorgeous china and crystal things, but, like, let's do it tomorrow. You know, like, just, like, let's relax. Let's really enjoy it. Let's go sleep off the food. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think, you know, and I, I think we, you know, um, the lack of community. I mean, I think women, we've talked about this, remember, recently? We were talking about the, the lack of community and, and women being with women all the time. You know, we did, you know, what do they call it? Chew the fat or whatever, you know, all day long and, you know, basically rearing children and, and cooking food. And, you know, you get rid of all your nagging and whatever it is it is, and then and then they would be home. But they were never alone. Like a lot of particularly stay-at-home moms now are, are really alone. You know, much of their life is alone, and 
and uh, that's not really good. I don't think for women we're very we're very social creatures. You know, I think that's part of it. That's a huge spiritual component of you know um, of chronic illness. I think and and uh, addressing that the spiritual aspect. You know, of so illness really is very very important. Dr. Deanna um, today about it, but she's not with us. I hope some. I hope everything's okay. Yeah, I, I hope did she's speak okay. with her assistant um, yesterday. I thought we'd give it a couple more minutes, and then we'll have to end the show because I hate for people to be waiting and uh, something's happened. There's nothing we can do about it. This is live, and uh, so we'll just go with it. We'll wait a few more minutes. I've sent a couple messages. I know she knows, so we'll just uh, talk for a couple minutes, and then we'll have to let you guys go if she doesn't come on. Boo. <laughs> yeah, because I was really, really excited about it. I so, know, and, right? And our schedule is completely full. I mean, I'm really excited about it, but there's like no other real good dates. I mean, I've got everything booked out. I mean, let's see, next week is Dr. Joni Lab from Mojo Girlfriends. We have Travis Elliott. We have Brent Hargrave and Mary Showman coming on. Uh, Dr. John Robinson's coming on again. We have a really oh, great cool. um we have a really great uh, demo, D. Martiel, who is going to do a live meditation for us, thyroid meditation for us on the air. That's really neat. We have Dr. Aviva Rahm, Mike Muscle from High Intensity Health. He's such a smart guy. Jennifer Fugo from Gluten Free School. Dana and Mary mm. for their book release. Finally, uh, um, Andrea Nakayama from uh, Replenish PDX. We've been trying to get her on for a long time. We have Dr. Michael Ruscio. We have Mary Vance, David Jockers, uh, Jessica Drummond, Dr. Weston Childs, Vincent um, Pedre, who um, who just uh, authored Happy Gut. We have Trevor Cates, Peter Osborne. We have Lauren um, K. Fritz, who's going to do some breath work with us live on the air. And I just spoke to Dr. Laura Brighton, who's coming on as well. And so, like, that's our schedule. So there's just, like, no no good time. Very cool. So, I mean, you know, um, hopefully she'll get my messages and, and I hope everything's okay with her. I was going to say, I just hope everything's okay. Everything you know, is okay, right? Everything is everything okay. Is okay. That's, right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, And just her page, when you look at her page, it's just, you just want to go hang out with her. I do. I want to go hang out with her. You know what I love I is the color ribbon. Now, this is so funny, uh-huh. right? Because the, do you see the color ribbon on there? It's so mm-hmm. very, very cool. But if you go under the, the, meet, the meet Deanna Okay, what I love about this is she talks about how the addition of color, like her body was just yearning for for warming colors and, and cooling hues, and right? So there's a huge messaging system that went on in her body, and she listened to it, right? And that was actually part of a huge portion of her healing, which is very cool. Like, you got to go, you got to go. Go to, really to cool. foodandspirit.com. That's where you can find her and um, and see her lovely face. Her that we need to talk minute. to her. We're going to have to figure Let's out do. how to. I know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, thank goodness. Girl. <gasps> there she is. We're so Someone excited. Yay. Yay. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Dr. Minich, is that you? Hello, can you hear us? Oh my, I'll bet you she's having some type of maybe communication problems. Okay, well let's um, hang up and try in again. We're you waiting. Want me to We're excited. If you can, if you can hear us, try calling back in again. Okay, 
So there she goes. Oh, I hope that's her. I'll bet you she's having trouble with her phone. There she is again. Uh-huh. Let's try it. Deanna. Hello, good morning. Hello? Good morning. Oh, yay. Hi. You know what? I This is very strange, but I don't have you on my calendar for another 30 minutes. <gasps> oh. Well, so I think know, that the, the time thing got, got mixed up here. I am so oh, sorry. Central. No, that's oh, okay. Wow. Well, we're, we're so, so glad. Yes, we were just talking yeah. about you and having such a great time, and uh, we were just about we were talking about how disappointed we were going to be if we had to reschedule. Oh no! I've been looking forward to this. No, I have it on my calendar for ten o'clock, which is in thirty minutes. I'm in uh, the Pacific oh. region. Oh, uh-huh. so I apologize if there was some admin uh, uh, issue no. here with getting that scheduled. But um, do we still have You're some time now. together, or how, yes. how should we do this? Yes. Are yes. you kidding me? We, we are here make for time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Pacific Region, uh, Dr. Minich, where are you calling in from? From Washington State. Washington State. Very nice. Yes. Beautiful green. Yeah. What's the weather like up there today? It's a little bit chilly today. It's probably 60. It, we had a, a bit of a warm stretch, and then it got a little bit cool again. So, But I can't complain. It's not raining. No. <laughs> so are you coastal? I, I feel pretty good coastal? with it. Northern I'm Washington? Not. No, I'm inland. Oh, very cool. Yeah. But, you know, there's water everywhere in Washington State. So wherever you are, there, there's some degree of water somewhere. Five. And well, green, and speaking of colors, green. <laughs> yes. yes, green and blue, you know, lots of water, lots of um, mm. mountains. And, yeah, definitely the green and blue connection there. You know, maybe that's what I needed. Um, Tiffany's in Joshua Tree. If you're out in the desert, you need more color. But I'm down here, you know, I'm a Texan, and I moved to Costa Rica in 2008. And so maybe that's what I needed. Maybe I needed some blue and green in my <laughs> life. <laughs> You, you know, we need all those colors. colors. They're they're so essential for for our psyche and our our physiology in many ways. You know what's funny is we were talking um, we were talking about your site by the way the whole time. We just absolutely love it. Gorgeous. It's so soothing and inviting and and just gorgeous. Aww. But the color ribbons and I don't know if we want to mm-hmm. just jump right in, but you have such a fabulous story, such a journey, you know, that involves color being at the end. Would you share that with us? But um, I just, the colors are amazing on your site. Mm, well, I, I think the, the people that helped me to design it, too, um, it was a team effort. But, yeah, color, um, I would say I've always been connected. I remember when I was 13, I had a rainbow shirt. It was one of those shirts where, you know, the rainbow extends onto the arms and it goes across the chest onto the other arm. I was I was always tapped into some kind of color, I think, but it intensified in my 20s. So I was, um, I remember I was in graduate school. I was working on my Ph.D. And, you know, I was kind of uh, just being the nerdy scientist and spent lots of time in the lab and was busy writing papers and things like that. And I did have um, some health conditions. You know, I had some gut stuff going on. And since I was a teenager, I had reproductive issues especially endometriosis, although I didn't know it was endometriosis for some time. I just would get extremely bad cramps and uh, lots of PMS. I would vomit. I mean, it was terrible. It was, it was out of the norm. And um, I wasn't eating very well. You know, all those things really play into it, a lot of stress. So I got really into painting. And, um, you know, while, even while I was in grad school, just for fun, 
and I would just start painting with these very vivid colors and uh, just hanging up the, the paintings in and, and, and my uh, dorm and, and all of that. And and then eventually I, I graduated and, and I really, you know, I kind of fell away from painting and I, I noticed that it would just come at certain spurts. Certain periods of time felt like it called for more of my painting than others. So then um, as I made my way into my professional life and I got into nutrition and I started lecturing to doctors about all kinds of things, you know, everything from aging to women's health to cancer, all these different topics, and still kind of having some of these um, kind of autoimmune and, and continuing on with my reproductive issues. In fact, some of my reproductive issues had gotten worse, and I, I developed a blocked fallopian tube on my left side, and, you know, again, endometriosis was there and all of that. So I did lots of nutritional intervention on myself, and, and by this time, I was already well-equipped from an informational perspective on what I needed to do. So I started following the most rigorous protocols, and I, I did get a, a huge amount of relief from them. Um, but I continued to have a lot of the reproductive things going on, and every year I'd go back to my gynecologist, and she would say, let's just keep a watch on your fallopian tube. You know, these things don't typically get better. They either stabilize or get worse. So mine was kind of stable. You know, it was still there. So I continued on with nutrition, and I went through this bout in my early, mid-30s where I just started painting profusely. You know, it was almost like, you know, I was just really getting crazy with the canvases. I was very drawn to these very intense colors, and I started just painting certain shapes, and I just started hanging up these paintings all throughout the house. And my husband had said to me, why are you putting your ovaries and uterus all over the house? <laughs> Which oh, wow. I didn't even realize I was doing that, but he had seen that there was some kind of uh, shape, you know, two swirls and a, a larger circle. And, um, you know, I, I guess I just didn't consciously think about it, but um, I had gone back to get my yearly checkup and my fallopian tube thing had completely gone away, like completely where it wasn't blocked anymore. It wasn't filled with fluid. It was completely normal. And my gynecologist was, was shocked. And uh, she, she wanted to know what did I do. And I said, I don't know. The only thing that had changed in my life was I just started painting a lot. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And the way I see people is even through color. Like, you know, I meet somebody. I, I just, you know, you just start connecting into kind of the finer aspects of people, which sometimes comes through as color. So that's just kind of my own personal path, how I feel I don't know if painting cured me, but I think it was part of the picture of all the things that I was doing. That, you know, you know, I'm picturing you, isn't that funny? I'm just right now I'm picturing you on this large wall just making these huge swirls of color. <laughs> well, know, that's an accurate wonder, picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder, I mean, I mean, just I mean, I believe the body is just so amazing, right? And and that totally mm -hmm. could heal you if you were, like, releasing some kind of just even movement, right? Movement and color, and that's very cool. Well, yeah, I equate it to, story. yeah, yeah. It's And, and everybody has, you know, everybody's going to tap into what gets them to flow. My read of the literature is anything that promotes health is fluid and flowing for the most part. 
You know, we look at neuronal plasticity, which is all about the brain and having proper flow and connection of neurons and how the neurons are communicating through these um, synapses as we get older, right? If we continue to do the same things every day, the mind stays kind of static and we want to really create that dynamic change. Even in the heart, you know, we have heart rate variability. It's been well documented that the heart becomes more vital when we subject it to these uh, these beat-to-beat variations that can occur, that it's actually healthier. We call that increased heart rate variability. So again, more variability. And then the gut, you know, we know about metabolic flexibility. This is a term that is actually in the science and is used to talk about how we do metabolic switching and burning of fuel and how as we become older, we become less apt to be able to switch our fuel sources So we may be less inclined to be burning carbohydrate and more inclined to be burning fat. And we continue to eat a lot of carbohydrate, which just gets shunted into fat, and we can't keep up. So I think overall, you know, it's there's a lot. In in my system of whole detox, I talk about the seven systems, and the second system is all about this, which is what I call flow. And it's, you know, how do you keep things fluid and moving? Why do we get massage? Why is exercise so important? Why is oxygenation important? Circulation. The body in its inherent state is not meant to be static and immobile. We're meant to flow in many different ways. Mm, I love that. Mm. That's a flower I was going to say. Right there. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Minnis, <sighs> do you know what a flower field moment is? So Dana and I have Yes, I do. I'm envisioning okay, it. Good. We're, you know, being in the middle of a field, kind of arms up and yep. just feeling. I, I can already uh, tell you between the colors and everything and, and just the way you're talking, and I'm just in a perpetual flower field right now. <laughs> I am too. And we're, we've been so excited to talk to you because Tiffany and I are all about mind, body, spirit, you know, the connection of, of all of it, you know. And people say that everybody kind of has a different really – or a color, I, you know, I, I believe that people, that, you know, we're all electricity, and I believe that people radiate certain things, and uh, so, you know, I've followed your site and and ah. reached out to you, and all of your, your art and everything you're about, so yeah, there, this is definitely a flower-filled moment for me, so. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, I think it's a flower-filled moment because it's a point of, like, awareness, you know, where we, we all kind of come together Absolutely with the same minds and same thinking and it's nice to have that validation and and realization that there's something to all of this, you know, mind, body, spirit. And, you know, it's really the next dimension of medicine, I would say is going into the quantum. Absolutely. (laughs) Or needs to be one of the two, right? It needs to be and will be, it has to be. It has to be, you know, Yeah. You know, I think we we can stay in the realm of physical medicine as it has been laid out, but really and truly, you know, you get snapshots of labs and, you know, it's you you talk with your practitioner like two weeks after that lab has come through and you're already a different person. So it's almost like, you know, how do you get the point-by-point, play-by-play changes in your physiology? And with the science of mind-body medicine escalating, what we're finding out is that there are these subtle things that happen in our psychology or environment. I'm always asking, what is the signal before that happens? So before my blood sugar changed, 
You know, what were all the things that led up to that? And I think that there are these subtle electrochemical signals within the cell that are either geared by pH or transfer of electrons. There are just things that we can't see, but there are so many things being orchestrated simultaneously is my impression. Hmm. That is so, I can just go on and on about this, lady. I was so. going to say, yeah, no, 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 I'm definitely creating natural pauses here, but, you know, I could, goodness, you know, I've <laughs> lectured so much on these mind, body, spirit. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I must say that I, I'm a little bit different than my colleagues in some ways because, um, you know, I'm a scientist, but I'm also looking at things. You know, to me, science is a quest for truth. And a quest for truth means that sometimes things don't come in the the order of a placebo, double-blind, you know, controlled trial. Sometimes it's more amorphous, and and often it's connecting into our intuition. So I I think um, more and more people are starting to connect into this. It's just a matter of I think we have to find the tribe that supports that mentality so that we feel supported in the process and can go further with it rather than just feel like we're we're kind of hanging on to this information and, and can't do much with it. But right. th- there are a lot of people very interested in it. Well, look at medical feel- mindfulness. That's a, that's a, a, just a, for me, it's, especially with, you know, with Dan and I, we've interviewed quite a few people and it was actually Dr. John Robinson that, that was the first guest that we ever had that brought up the whole spiritual aspect of thyroid disorder. Do you remember that, Dana? I do. I do. And I were PMing back and forth, and we were like, it it sounds so silly, but there's such an emotional Mm -hmm. component, particularly in in thyroid disease and, of course, you know, uh, in adrenal disorders as well, but um, Mm -hmm. that never gets addressed, and people get stuck, like you said, in the numbers of medicine and the blood work and the – you know, how many times we, we hear people say, you know, I need more medication when in term, you know, when in true essence they need more of a, a brain-body connection with what's going on in their life, you know, on a daily basis. It's just, you know, um, it, it's been a fascinating journey for Dan and I to watch this kind of open up and now it's going almost entirely spiritual, which is, which is very cool. I mean, uh, it's just... Uh, it's mm, been an good. amazing process, yeah. right? And it's all led, right? It's just something that seems to be going in that way, in that direction, which is which is very cool. But I love when you said science is a quest for truth, you know, because people get very confused about that. <laughs> the quest for yeah, truth, well, I love and, there, that. and there's truth in, in so many different places. And, you know, even the traditional medicine systems like Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine, you know, what's really exciting now, even in the scientific literature, is a convergence, a convergence of the old and the new. So mm-hmm. there have been some uh, interesting papers just on in new terms that are coming up, like air genomics, which is a fusion of Ayurveda and genomics. You know, and genomics is like the now. latest hot button, right? Everybody is really into that. And so now... You know, you take genomics and you apply it to Ayurvedic medicine and and TCM and you start seeing that, oh, yeah, these doshas, these body types seem to correlate with certain genetic patterns. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, it's it's neat to see that. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's part of the time that we're living in, which is what I call the time of integration. 
you know, it's the time of integration because we're we have so many pieces around us and some of us are becoming less integrated because we have so much information. So it's how do we bring it all together in a way that is is healing? So the yin and the yang, the masculine, the feminine, the science, the spirituality, we're looking at the older traditions, the newer traditions. Uh, I think the birthing of the Internet has brought up so many different uh, conversations, and it's mm-hmm. an information-gathering depot. And so it's leading us to this point of, you know, how do we find our, our truth? Because there are a lot of things out there, and how do you integrate it and assimilate into what what is your authentic um path you know because there are many different truths there are universal truths there are collective truths there are personal truths and so my personal truths may be different than yours but chances are we we have similar universal truths because there are just things that are just known more broadly right but anyway, it's it's interesting that you tapped into truth because that is the connection that I put together with the thyroid. Ooh, so, so talk about that. The health system of health. <laughs> I want you to I want you to talk about that, but I want to tell you really quickly. I think that's very interesting, and that we just naturally led into that because uh, we we created Tiffany has uh, had a successful essential oil business for 10 years. So we decided to create um, just our own little product line. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I'll send you a link because it's really fun. And we put a lot of love and, and, and our hearts and, and a lot of light into the whole thing, into her formulating it and everything. And we have one product called Speak Your Truth. How oh, nice. And it's, the, and it's for your thyroid and thymus and it's rub. And um, and so go ahead. So I want you to talk about truth and, and the thyroid and where you were headed. It's but a, I just throat, it's you a know. throat chakra, basically, it is. origination. It is. But just to touch on that real quick, what's very interesting to me working where I actually see people using these because I do the farmer's market and you can see them smell it and, and everything. But what's really interesting about it, Dr. Minich, is, is that fundamental belief of whether something could possibly help or not has to be there mm-hmm. in order for it to work. And I see that on a daily basis, which is very interesting. You know, I watch it. just mm. You can almost tell by the body stance when they walk up. You know, some yeah. of it can be very, right. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, <clears throat> right. that, I do, you know, you I put do. put a little bit, of, little bit on their hand, and, you know, especially if they're in pain and a little bit of localized pain or something, and they'll put it on. Or if someone has brought them, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. here, let's stop and, and see Tiffany and put a little bit of this, and it, it'll help with the pain of, like, they've twisted their knee or whatever. You can almost see that barrier. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now, because mm-hmm. I've been doing this for so long, you can almost actually tell by the person before they ever touch it. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. You know, we get these beliefs that actually bring up these walls for people, right? Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a whole nother show, ladies. I mean, that's <laughs> very interesting to me, right? How that mm-hmm. all uh, yeah. sort of works together. But let's go back to truth and the throat chakra and the thyroid uh, for Dr. Minich. Tell us a little bit about um, about that for you. Goodness, I I am so pleased to be having this conversation with you, ladies, because I had no idea that we would be venturing into this terrain, which is really of my interest and what I've been doing for so long. So, yeah, so the truth. And um, I think that many women specifically, 
based on what I have seen in the groups that I have conducted, really struggle with this part of themselves because they were told from a very early age to be somebody else, to put them put uh, others before themselves and to have certain truths that probably weren't their own and maybe to even be quiet. You know, so there in, in my book, Hold Detox, which just came out a little bit more than a month ago, I actually show like what are the signs of an imbalanced truth? What happens and I call it truth just as a system. So when I'm when I'm talking about that area of the body, I'm talking not just the thyroid, but also the whole neck area. So it's the throat, it's the mouth, it's the tongue, it's the nose, it's the cheeks, it's the ears, it's the back of the neck, it's this whole nexus of so many different activities going on simultaneously. So all of our senses, our smell, our hearing, our taste. And so this is a loaded area. And um, in some spiritual traditions, and even I would venture as far as to say even martial arts, you know, you're taught that, you know, a blow to the back of the neck and you can lose consciousness. So there is something really sacred about this neck area. You know, why do we wear necklaces? Why do we wear scarves? I remember, and I explained this in the book, how even for me personally, I, I had to wear turtlenecks. I went through this whole period of life where I, I almost felt like I needed some support in my neck area. And you could say, well, is that the, the throat chakra or is that, was it your thyroid? I don't, it's all of it. You know, I just felt very vulnerable. And I liken this area to, if we think about in women, how we have the, the birth canal below, I believe that this is the birth canal above so we have the uterus, which um, has the, the birth canal, and we have the heart, which is kind of the spiritual, I, I don't know if I would call it a uterus, but it's a creative spiritual place. In some traditions, they would call this the seat of consciousness, and that through that, that, that place, we birth and we give uh, word to our dreams, our passions, our goals, and that can come out. And so... We can develop a lot of toxic stuff in this area too, right? And that's where I focus on, you know, what are the toxic barriers that are getting in the way of us connecting into our truth? The one side of the spectrum is maybe we're excessive in how we're saying things. So I'm, I'm usually paying attention to how people speak. You know, are they kind of rambling on and on and talking fast and uh, just kind of – it's almost like just – kind of listening to themselves speak in a way, right, where it just goes on and on and on, and maybe I'm doing that now. I don't know, but, you know, it's just lots of activity in this this uh, place. It could also mean lying. It could mean exaggerating. So when you tell a story and you kind of amp things up a little bit more than they should be, you know, this is a form of toxicity of the truth. Mm-hmm. Blackmailing. You know, one other thing is swearing. I, I know that many people don't give two cents about that or they don't think that that's important but every word that we speak carries some type of resonance yeah yeah and so when we're swearing we're connecting into um gosh just think of everybody that who, who has ever sworn right and so how you're tapping into that word and what it has held for all of those people that have ever said that word so we tap into that each time And then we look at the other side of the spectrum where, yes, we've gone from all of that excessiveness, and then you have the part of us which remains silent when we shouldn't be silent. So maybe 
you know, we're on a bus and we see somebody um, saying something to somebody that is uh, derogatory and yet we stay silent, we don't intervene, we don't say anything, we stay quiet. And so there there are so many different instances of this. But I was going to say there, that's so awesome. <laughs> Keep going. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that, I, I'm that. sure we've all experienced both of those things, right? Excessiveness yeah. and deficient truth. Right. And then there's a fear component in that too, which is, my gosh, that's a – that's a whole nother show. We need like 10 shows with you. We need a series. <laughs> we, need her seven, we can do one for seven. each of the seven systems, yeah, really, so, and, and oh, go to the eight. That would be cool. Because <laughs> so, so cool. <laughs> I imagine you, can, you could probably talk for hours on each particular system and then the integration of them all. And um, Anyways, I don't want to do Sign me you. up. So keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Well, you know, I am doing a, a book club online, and we're going to get into this deeper. You know, I'm all about trying to cultivate that depth, and there are so many layers to all of this. You know, we're, we're sitting here talking about truth, and goodness, yeah, you're right. There are so many different avenues we can go down talking about this. But I think what's most important for people listening is how does truth show up in their lives, and how do you know if you've got some toxic barriers in the way of your truth? And so, you know, lots of sore throats, lots of physical stuff, you know, um, sore throats, periodontal disease, losing teeth, um, anything within the mouth or, um, you know, any kind of uh, injuries to that area too will, um, you know, just to create some awareness in that space. And just looking at your speech, looking, I mean, speech, there, that can be a form of diagnosis, in fact, I know that there are some practitioners who use the voice to assess even physical complaints. There are certain rhythms in how we speak. And you think about all the different cultures and societies. I, I just returned from Australia, and I listened to their very beautiful, melodic, I would call it an accent, since it's not something that I speak. But, you know, there, there's a certain tribal way to speak in certain cultures, right? So you hang out with a group for long enough and you start developing a similar way that you're speaking, just like the science would tell us that who we hang with, who our social networks are and and become, becomes more or less our behavior. So it's the same with our our voice and our truth. Darn it, our mothers were right. (laughs) (laughs) You are who your friends are, right? That's right, right. You become who you hang with. It's so true. If that's someone's right. swearing, you'll start swearing. It's just, it, you know, that's so true. <laughs> My mom but was right. <laughs> but it's interesting that you say, you know, all of that about, you know, holding back or, or rambling or swearing or, you know, because it's, it's resonating with me because I'm one of those people who uh, I ramble and it's part of my thinking. I have to think out loud. Mm-hmm. Just yes. the way I do it. And, think uh, out loud. I, That's so funny I that do. you say that. Yeah. I do. <laughs> and, um, and my, you know, I'm, I have throat. I have thyroid issues. I have, I've, I've always dealt with it and didn't even realize. And I have a really difficult time recalling. Um, it's, it's a hard thing to explain, but I know, mm-hmm. it's, I know it's related. I know it's associated with my thyroid recalling uh, simple things and then I have the most fabulous memory. So it's it's got to be part of my my truth, my something's blocked in there. So I think that's very interesting uh-huh. that you you brought all of that up. Well, and we all know what's best for us and what you just said really speaks to what you already know to be true for you. 
you know, we already know where we need to come more into alignment. So what you just described for me, if I were to assess it within the seven systems, I would say that this is a, a truth and an insight imbalance. So it's the brain, it's the intuition, and the dynamic with the truth and how things are coming out, right? So it's not necessarily a bad thing that you think out loud. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's about what happens once those thoughts are out, what's happening with them. You know, all those things are kind of live. So do they all just kind of sit within your sphere and, you know, you continue to ruminate back and forth on those things? Maybe you talk about them a lot, but then there's no action. Or maybe, um, you know, it, it can go in multiple directions, right? So it's, I, I would say it's, it's not necessarily a negative thing to speak our thoughts. I suppose it's about how that is impacting us in the long run. Like what is in that for us to heal might be the question. Right. right. I like that. And hmm. I, I'm thinking that I say things a lot. I say them out loud because I maybe want to act on them. Wow, that's 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 spot yeah. on, Doc. That's spot on, Doc. So thank you. You want you want Do witness it. to what you're yeah, and, and, and it's good because then you're being held accountable. Once you speak them, you know, it's right. it's out there. And I think right. of, you know, really strong people with um a sense of truth because then people say, Well, how am I supposed to be? You know, what does a healthy truth look like? And you know, I outline that pretty well, extensively in the book. Mm-hmm. Not to not to cut you off, but wouldn't no, that no, be please. wouldn't that be uh, something in and of itself when people need uh, affirmation from other people? It's almost like a lack of that of that core confidence of of you know even humility or you know a lot of people will will look for affirmations from other people and sometimes they're looking for affirmations from people that really don't matter shouldn't matter. I don't Correct. know. But yeah, you, bingo. I think what you said is is so true for so many people. So it's almost like we are, yeah, babbling on if that's what it is, in order to get validation, right? Instead and so of saying I am it. valid, right, right, right. I mean, yeah, I know I've definitely yeah, and and you know, you that. just mentioned a key word there is the affirmation. The um, Within Whole Detox, so I have this 21-day program, and we just finished it, so it's all very fresh in my mind. The truth system, the way that we get at the truth system on a daily basis for the 21 days is that there is an affirmation that's tailored to the daily theme. Mm. So speaking something out is so powerful. And so this is something... You know, people always say, like, oh, my gosh, I can't change my diet. It's just, it requires too much of me. And so then I kind of back away and I say, okay, well, let's find something really small and sticky. What is something that you can do every day that we know has an impact? And affirmations are great, big, huge for that. You know, just affirmative sentences that we say Maybe we wake up in the morning and we say this phrase. Then the key with affirmations, what I have found, is that you can't just say them with kind of this emptiness, kind of like, you know, you're just a robot and you're just saying them. You have to really, like, almost get into your depths, get into your belly, and bring up some feeling to match that uh, that energy within the throat chakra. So you take mm. the down into the flow, what we were talking about earlier with emotions and everything moving through us, we conjure up a lot of that emotion, we bring it up into the throat, and then we birth it out. And so then it comes out. And 
you know, we feel it, even if it's just for a couple of seconds, that we let our body create a new cellular memory where our body gets kind of electrified by this new statement. And, and what I ask patients to do is, is really pay attention to how your body feels when you're saying those words. And conversely, how do you feel when, and how does your body respond? Because we do. Our bodies are constantly, they're one big receptor and sensor. So we're walking around just responding and sensing, and, you know, it's the body is the culmination of everything. So when somebody says something to us, we have maybe constriction in the chest, or maybe our stomach gets a little bit rumbly. Maybe we feel pain shooting somewhere, or maybe we feel an expansion, or we feel this sense of joy, and it comes through in terms of just better circulation. We just feel like we're opened up. So I think, you know, putting all this together, how do we make a simple modality like affirmations really take power for our truth is taking something that's very positive and affirming. In fact, there was just a study I was reading last night. It was called, the title of the article was Dispositional Optimism. And it was talking about how optimistic people have better health overall, everything. Like they tend to be um, just more congruent with their habits. You know, it's it's more of a truthful, authentic way of living, really, because we're really connecting into to the positive current in our lives. And the authors were saying, is there any downside to being optimistic? And, you know, they were very very rare instances where it might be a downside. Like if you're a gambler, okay, and you're very optimistic, you might continue to spend your money. But really and truly, you know, I think having that sense of realism as to where you're at, getting centered, getting grounded, which is really the root chakra, you get grounded, you conjure up that emotion, and and you speak. You know, for some of us, maybe it's, uh, you know, just playing with our voice a little bit, like singing and chanting. I know for me personally – I did a lot of chant work, so I do yoga, and chant is often brought in as part of the yoga practice. So I have found that to be so healing, even though I don't consider myself a singer or, you know, we can just get rid of all of those limiting beliefs and just go with the fluidity, the flow of our voice. Oh, that's so wonderful. I love that you said that and everything that you say. It's just I'm sitting here and I've got my eyes closed. I'm breathing. I've got my hand on my belly. I'm just, I'm like, just enjoying this. And, you know, I had, I did, I had a conversation um, yesterday that was very opposite of this and it was absolutely horrible. And so this is very healing for me right now because mm. I needed this. But also, you know, the Tibetan um, uh, monks, the bowls and the, the chanting. Yes. And the, that is so the singing bowl is so healing for me i mean i can listen to it all day long it resonates in every cell of my body i absolutely love it and not so much my husband he doesn't work for him the same because he's different but for me (laughs) yeah maybe for him it's you know a good song on the radio you know we we, and maybe that's what gets him to kind of open up it's can be different for all of us I, i think we just have to find what is our true voice you know, that, and that just stay there, just be with that. But singing is also very healing. It is, you know. And I know. I <laughs> when I hear it music, is. I can't not sing. <laughs> Whether I can Good sing or not you. is a whole other ball game. But, right. but I have it's to sing. Like if I, and if I don't know the words, I will hum it. It's the most oh, bizarre thing. Yeah, but nice. music for me mm-hmm. is extremely therapeutic. Like me to too. turn on a song is, yeah, it's, it's, it will take me to a whole nother place. I love it. 
very therapy. Everyone's got their own therapy, right? There's color therapy. Everybody has their own. Music yeah, therapy. There's light therapy. There's yeah. Oh, we're, we've got and, you know, healing for, all around us. We, we we all have to eat, and and, and you know the um, the form of healing, especially for the truth system, is how we eat, not what we eat per se, but how. And so this is where we bring in things like mindful eating. Because uh, if we think of the mouth as being part of this, sure, we can create song and chant and sing along and humming and whistling and all of that. But we also use our mouth on a repeat basis throughout the day to eat. And so to look at how we eat in certain settings, are we talking while we're chewing? Are we gobbling things down? I'm looking at all the smoothies that people are taking in these days. And one of the pointers that I give is to chew your smoothie, to really let it sit in the mouth. And there's a physiological basis for that as well. It's mixed with the the microbiome in the mouth, right, so that you can start to break things down a bit better. It actually manufactures a cocktail to break down the food, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and you get much greater benefit than if you let your stomach do all the hard work and maybe your stomach is not as robust. You know, a lot of our stomachs aren't in good shape. So we need the mouth. The mouth starts, starts that process. So if we feel like, well, what Deanna is saying is not really connecting to me with this song and, you know, singing bit, then focus on the <laughs> meal. Being mindful in your everyday <laughs> mealtime practice. And when you're eating, don't be sitting at the computer don't have a, a radio on and have lots of, you know, sometimes we're in a restaurant and we can't help it. You know, there's a flurry around us. There are people, there are clanging forks. Sometimes, um, you know, we don't have to sit in quietude, but just listening while we're eating and taking our time. And, you know, I, I've traveled extensively, and one of the places I traveled is Nepal. And what sticks out for me there is how when people are eating, it's almost like they are so engrossed in their meal there isn't a lot of chatter. There are the five little cups of all the different sauces and the, the different tastes that you have at a meal so that you don't have cravings afterwards. They don't realize that, but I think that that's, it's so beautifully designed for that very reason. And then, you know, they're just in it. You know, they're, the face is in the bowl or, you know, they're just so in it. Right, so and I part of that is us, gratitude, you know. Part gratitude, of my, my... isn't it? Yes. My husband's yeah. uh, grandfather was in a concentration camp, and when he came home, he couldn't have any chatter or anything while he ate. And my husband said it was oh, always interesting to watch him eat because he would take a long time, and he would finish every morsel on the plate, and he couldn't handle like when people would talk during eating. Yeah. Right? You talk after you're done. But there had to be something, you know, obviously, we, I mean, just so spiritual and and. and about that for him, you know, but it's just amazing to me. I, I wish I had had the opportunity to to see that, but uh, he said as a child it was always very, um, you know, there were, to watch him eat was something was something in and of itself. It was kind That's of a cool. Beautiful. Right, mm-hmm. it's very beautiful in a, in, a, mm-hmm. in, a, in a unique sort of a way, but uh, it left a large impression on my husband, you know. It, yes. Very interesting. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, when you no, said that I could picture him. What you know, a great example! Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you know, um, it must have been uh, extraordinary to know the story and and to mm-hmm. to watch him eat. I mean, that was part of it. You 
mm-hmm. part of the experience yeah. of his childhood, but, you know, left a, a very lasting impression on him. My husband really doesn't talk when he eats. And, you know, especially if there's like um, chatter while he's eating that's, um, I don't know if someone's talking something negative or something like that. My husband will just look up from his plate with his look on his face. Like, oh, really? Right now? Really? It's just very interesting how that affected him as a child, you know? It's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a little And I bet he has there. better digestion, you know, when you're so focused like that. Um, he has no digestive you know, he, problems. It drives me crazy. I'm just kidding. But no, he does not have any <laughs> digestive, any problems mm-hmm. at all in that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, food is food is therapy, and in so many ways, the way you eat it, and and Mm -hmm. and even how it's displayed, and when you eat it, and oh yeah, Mm mhm, absolutely. I love Mm -hmm. this conversation. You know, it's um, so good for people to hear about truth and what that means, and this whole throat area, and how sensitive it is, and all the things that we can do to heal it. So it's. I love this. So thank you for entertaining a conversation around truth because it's um, one of my favorites. In fact, last year I did a retreat all based on truth. And so the for the whole weekend, that's all we focused on were various things that we could do in order to bring out our authentic self and speak our truth. And so in order to know our truths, we need to needed to know our lies. You know, what are the lies that we're living? And so we did a neat exercise where everybody had a sticky note kind of a post-it pack, and we had to write down on on every post-it just one lie per post-it note, and we put them up on this wall. And then we realized how, you know, just how interconnected we all are, how many of these same lies that we're all living, and how we have to first shed those lies in order to bring forth kind of the glow of those truths that are kind of squashed by all the other messages. But it, it's all about... You know, you both said it. It's it's about awareness. It's about, you know, coming to terms with sometimes the truth is not so easy to look at face to face. It's kind of like, I've got to do that. I've got to say that. That's I feel a lot of fear. I feel a lot of shame. I feel, you know, I don't know. I just want to Pressure. I'm embarrassed. You know, well, and I think, too, there's there's or just, you know, speaking from myself personally, because um being able to say something, you know, it's your truth. I think that was a, a big thing for me is that I understood that it was my truth, but in order to say it, I somehow had to believe or to that that, would, that was other people's truths as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was more right. comfortable. Yeah. Actually, Dana was a huge component in that because I was hiding in a cave when she grabbed me and said, you're coming with me. And, you know, mm-hmm. to believe that, a radio that I didn't... Yeah, I didn't need somebody else to necessarily agree with me for it to be my truth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, just for me personally, that was a huge thing to understand that my truth was my truth and it didn't have to be anybody else's truth at the same time. Right. That's That's the realization. That's the gold right there. And not needing validation for having those those truths, but to let them guide you. You know, I even think of movies like um, Selma, Martin Luther King, Mm -hmm. and just looking at his truth. And, 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 you know, again, speaking the truth is not always such an easy thing, but when we do it, it impacts people. So, yeah. Well, you become more peaceful. (laughs) I think you become more peaceful. I mean, um, 
you know, uh, for me, my thyroid problem per se necessarily reared its head, you know, after I was taking care of my mother uh, who was demented and, you know, I lost friends and all kinds of stuff because people couldn't, you know, handle the, the disconnect, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's scary. It's scary for yeah. people. And for me, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't scary. It's fortunately for my husband, it wasn't scary. But I found myself as a, at a disconnect with society. Does that make sense? And that's yeah. when my yeah, thyroid problems mm-hmm. kind of reared their head because I was, uh, my truth was very different at that time from other people, from people that were very close to me. And so mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, that's so interesting that you plugged that in for me, <laughs> that that all came mm. about at that time, you know. But then you realize, uh, you know, truth is so individual. I, I love the yeah. fact that you say that, you know, that people don't necessarily have to agree with you. It doesn't have, you don't need someone else's affirmation of what your truth is. That's yours. It's unique yeah. and specific to you. And being okay with that is where peace comes in. Then you become peaceful with the fact that that is, that's exclusive to you, and that's just so very cool. I mean, it's such a limited statement. That's but very, very, very <laughs> well said. I like that a lot. I like the idea of peace. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, we have and that peace of mind, yeah. too. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, that was it. I, very Again, just very well said what you did say, and coming to that place of peace, it's almost like, you know, we stop searching so much, and, and we just really anchor into that then. Mm, I like that. You know, we did it's actually talk about detoxing. We were talking more about spiritual detoxing, though. I think the intent was to talk about uh, physical detoxing, like heavy metals. and But there is, I think, a spiritual toxin that's almost, I don't Definitely. know, in my opinion, more significantly more toxic than anything physical. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts mm. on that? <laughs> or are they together? Do they sort of manifest themselves a spiritual toxin into um, a physical toxin? I think yes. Yes in all ways. So I think that physical toxins are real, and we do get into situations where our environments are loaded up with certain things that we have to resist and overcome, and they're not always easy to conquer. So I do think that physical toxins are a real entity. Do spiritual toxins evolve into physical toxins? Yes. I have seen that happen as well, where there's some toxic barrier. Let's just maybe even call it stress. Stress, and you you can pick the kind of stress, whatever it is, financial stress, marital stress, job stress, personal health stress, you know, whatever it is, and that can ripple into so many different symptoms, right? And so I think because the body is so connected and it's web-like, that it's hard to separate. Just like physical toxins in the body, let's just take mercury as an example, can lead to things like brain fog and and nervous tremors. And so we can get rocked uh, psychologically through something physical. So I see it as a web. It's it's circular, it's spiral, it's bidirectional, it's uh, intersecting in many different ways. And so everything becomes... Uh, a spiritual event, just like uh, it, it can become a physical one as well. So I don't really see even that distinction. It just is. And so we can look at disease in a literal way or we can look at it symbolically. So instead of saying that somebody has subclinical hypothyroidism, we can say, or 
there's something symbolic going on here where there's less connection to one's truth or less living out of one's truth. And so I see it um, in both ways. You know, obviously some of those physical things have to be dealt with, and we do look at markers, T4, TSH, T3, reverse T3, and all of those things. Sure, they're all relevant, at the same time, I think that what we have to pay attention to is the, the patient's story. You know, what's really going on at a deeper level? That's so true. That is so true. Oh. I know, right? I really, I keep moaning. I just I keep moaning. Every time she says no. something, I go, hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I told you, again, all we're these such like-minded <laughs> women here. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> We were talking about you before you were on the air, and I was telling Tiffany, I said, I don't know her, but I just want to hang out with her. I can tell. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> you came on the air. It's funny because we are very like-minded, all all three of us. And But, you know, just your website and looking at your picture and just everything's so inviting. And I've been following you and your work and your book and the retreat, I remember. And, you, you know, you have your art and um, you're very creative, and you express yourself, and it's very healing for me. And so, yeah, happy flower-filled moment for me. And, we were, you know, Tiffany and I were talking about before you got on. I don't know if you heard, but we're coming to hang out. We're coming to Washington State. It's just going to happen. <laughs> Either that or you come to, or come to Costa Rica, one of the two. Oh, nice. Well, I'll have to meet somewhere, that's for sure, and just have a big uh, gathering of truth. Wouldn't and I'm that sure that, you know, probably cool we would cross like paths at some of the meetings that we're at, too, since we're all like-minded. So that's that's also exciting. I love the way you bring the balance between science and art, you know, that, mm-hmm. that you don't very frequently see that, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful, it's beautiful on you. Let's put it that way. Wow. <laughs> you display it very well. Even the pictures of you are very therapeutic. You know, you look. <laughs> wow. This is going to sound crazy, but it, you look very comfortable within your own skin. You know, and I imagine that's yeah. probably what's given you great success as a speaker. And you know what I'm saying? Because that whole truth thing, you believe, you believe, and that's that's beautiful. I, that is beauty to me. Um, you know. Yeah. Well, you ladies are very. Um, complimentary i i thank you so much for being so kind with your words uh truth hasn't always been though easy for me specifically and so i'm glad that you know i'm a work in progress like we all are and Mm -hmm. so it, it continues to be an evolving piece for me and i've often said that i feel like the joan of arc of science and spirituality you know there joan of arc was not a very popular person either and i suppose i'm resigned to uh you know, living a life for my truths and what I believe and what I, you know, some people, you know, they just have that sense that they're here to do certain things. And I know other people like that where it's just kind of like, you know what, we we can't help it. We are just this right. conduit for whatever this thing is that that is coming through us. And so that's, that's where I am. So not perfect by any means, uh, definitely a work in progress. And I would say, you know, all different things have been helping me, especially the art and the color. It really helps keep it together for me in in many ways. 
Well, tell us a couple of things for the listeners that they can, because I know that you believe that, that a detox needs to be personalized. It's very obviously we've talked about this the whole time, whether there are spiritual, physical, both, you know, many times. Um, a few things that people can identify and use to help them detox spiritually and physically. A couple tips from Dr. Minich. Mm. Okay. Well, um, and again, I, I have like seven categories of things that I have in my program. So I'll run through the seven and people can pick what they like. It's kind of like a menu. So the first one is food. You know, there's a lot with food. And most of my life I've been preoccupied with the study of food. So what I'll mention there is it can be foods that we take out as much as things that we put in. So there's a whole arena of food, and I know that many of your listeners are probably drawn to that one already. The second thing is uh, emotions, tracking your emotions and seeing what the patterns are. I think it's really important to be in touch with our emotions. You know, These are things that need to flow through us. Many times they get stuck, they get stagnant, they start to take residence within us, and they start to snowball. So being attentive to our emotions is going to be helpful for an emotional detox. Third one that I have is um, looking at our limiting thoughts and journaling on those. So limiting thoughts would be anything that stands in the way, any negative thought that we keep thinking. And, you know, we think thousands of thoughts in a day, and most of them are are pretty negative and, and not very inspiring. So trying to get into almost the garden of the mind to pick out the weeds and, and start growing some more flowers with things like affirmations. The, the fourth one is physical movement of some type, you know, to keep the body in flow. This is always good for any kind of detox. doesn't matter if it's physical or emotional or spiritual. I think movement, whether we're getting a massage or we're taking a walk in a park or we are on a treadmill, or we are in a sport, whatever it is, just find something you love and do that. Movement is good. Uh, the fifth one we've already covered with uh, affirmations, so that's that's one little itty-bitty one that people can already start their detoxing process with. Uh, number six, I use a lot of guided visualizations. So guided visualizations help to keep me on point with where I'm headed so looking forward as as a visionary and you know just trying to imagine you know what do i want to create and i i believe that there's kind of that process there where we have to first vision it maybe it doesn't end up like that in the end but it's important to really have that within our mind's eye and then the last one for detox would be meditation and i don't see meditation in the traditional sense of Sitting down, quiet, cross-legged, oming, eyes closed, and, you know, just being in one's own sphere. Meditation can be active, too. And the way that it plays into detox is when we are meditative or in a place of stillness, we're more apt to receive things. And so that might be an intuition um, or just some insight on what's happening for us. We might start to feel that sense of interconnection just through doing a meditation. So getting some quiet time I think is good, even if it's just minutes per day. That can help to, it's almost like clean out the noise of of our daily life and, and give us a new reset. 
So pick any of those seven and start somewhere, I would say. And um, aside from all of that, one of the things that people experience going through my whole detox program is color, 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 color. (laughs) So, you know, how do you detox? You know, it's so interesting because I get um, all these women that will take the, the program and then we even look at our wardrobes and say, you know, what colors am I wearing uh, what is? What are the colors in my kitchen? What are the colors in my home? And what am I seeing every day? So I would say that even color helps us to detox. And it detoxes us in a way that kind of shifts our mind, our thinking, our feeling on a very subtle plane, a subtle level, but yet very effective. So that's... Um, I'll, I'll even toss in there number eight, the color, because um, that's an easy one. We can all get more color just uh, filling our, our spaces and our, our eyes, our vision with, with all of these good vibrations. Mm. I know, right? <laughs> That's all I could say was, hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, it's funny that you talk about color, but um, after my mother passed and, and kind of during that period of time uh, of caring for her, I found myself retreating into nothing but black. Like I wear black very frequently, mm-hmm. and I'd say probably within the yeah. last maybe six months or so, I'm starting to add a little bit more color to it. My mother was a mm-hmm. vibrant color person. You know, everything was mm. fuchsia and purples and, you know, just mm. my sister and I used to joke because it's I have arrived. Everywhere my mother went, you know, it was mm-hmm. I have arrived. Here I am. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. And when yeah. I noticed yeah. that when... You know, even as a child, I was very beige, and I was uncomfortable in colors, probably maybe because my mother was very colorful. But when she passed, I I really am comfortable in black, and it has something. I don't know. There's an emotional component of that that I haven't Mm -hmm. addressed yet. But it's funny that you say, you know, that color breathes back in in life. Color breathes back life. It's, man, that one, boom, you hit me. I had a target on my forehead when you said that, Dr. Minich. <laughs> well, and you know the black serves a purpose too. You know, it's the withdrawal. It's you I'll know needing to be within your space and, and the grief. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, it, I think it is. I love to how you say that. It, it serves yeah. a purpose, and it very much did. You know, I I literally, yeah. if you put, you know, because all my friends and would be like, uh, you know, honey, you're so pretty. Here, put on a purple scarf. And I literally, this is going to sound so bizarre. But I was like, the minute it hit my skin, I'd be like, oh, you know, just it's got to get off me right right at this particular mm-hmm. second. I've got to make it go away. So that's funny that you say that it does serve its purpose. And, you know, listening, I mean, to something as silly as color on your on your own body, you know, there's there's times and places for these things. And, and it's such a beautiful okay. thing. It's a beautiful journey to be able to be OK with that you know, to really understand this is why I'm uncomfortable or, you know, uh, ah, we, it, it's such an yeah, amazing well, journey, isn't it? It's an amazing yes. journey. <laughs> it is. And all these we find out so much about ourselves, all these subtle things happening for us, right? Well, it's That's just, right. you know, for me, I was comforted. You know, I, I mentioned to, the, to uh, Dana on there, I wonder what she thinks of people who are comfortable or comforted by distraction. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost a refusal mm-hmm. to be able to to work, to go yeah. within. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. funny that you say that. <laughs> or, you know, pointing the fingers on the outside when it's really about 
you know, it's always about us. We we need to just kind of look within, whether it's more awareness or just, you know, it's getting us to look at something, everything. So it's it's great. You know, life is uh, a constant unraveling, spiral, colorful journey. You know, where it's it's fascinating. It is, and it's, I love and I love that you're all about that. And I um. <laughs> We will cross paths. I just know it. Um, I know it. I have just connected. I know it. I just do. I uh, told Tiffany that a long time ago. So I'm so glad to talk to you. And you did mention that you had an online book club. Is that something that's ongoing? Or you? I know you mentioned you've just finished Ooh. going through something, but I wanted to, to yeah. mention that to the readers because they need to go out and get your book. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, th- this book club, I think, is going to be quite unique because Whole Detox is over 400 pages. And for most people, that's pretty daunting, even though it's a very hands-on, practical book. Uh, it, and you can read it at various points. You don't have to read it from start to finish. I still want to take people. I want to tour them through the depths a little bit. And so this is a closed Facebook group. It's called Whole Detox Community. And all you have to do is go on that page and ask to be invited in. We'll let you in. And we're we're going to start on May 2nd. So that's um, this coming Monday. But people can join in at any time. We're going to be at it for some weeks. So all that's required is just having the book. You know, it's free of charge to be part of the book club. There's no membership or anything like that. So I just want to have a community of, of like us, the the three of us here, um, like-minded people all going through this um, and, and just what are the revelations? What are the insights? What are the learnings? What are you distilling into your life? And picking up pieces and parts. Yeah, yeah, no. it's, it's going to be fun. No. Oh, I hope well, you'll be part of there. it too. You're, I'm extending the invite to you too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, thank you. We I, are I there. Just, just asked to join, so I, it's very exciting oh, because I, I, I am at that point, you know, of craving depth. The funny that yeah. you say that craving yeah. depth. It's I'm driving my husband crazy. It's very interesting because right now we're out in the middle of desert in the desert, <laughs> and there's just <laughs> and you're like you know it's I almost need some like, water with with lots of uh, you know just oceanic depth for me to plunge into. Yes. It's a it's a blue yes. green craving, and I, I'm driving my husband nuts because yeah. he knows that I I that it's something that's physically imperative. It's it's emotionally, physically, spiritually imperative at this particular time. It's almost mm-hmm. like my body's awake now, and it's like okay. Time to right. re-nourish. Right. It's time to feed right. feedback. Yeah. It's just that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've enjoyed this more than I could ever. Oh. Ever. Oh, me too. It's been great, words. and I so apologize for the time mix-up there. Okay. But I'm glad that we did get on, and uh, I was on another call. So you know, I, I got off that call. I saw that you were asking, you know, where are you? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I better jump on it immediately. So I'm glad I did because I've been looking forward to this connection for some time. It's been lovely. Well thank you. Thank it's you so much. Lovely. We are we are just so honored to have had you uh join us and we've both asked to join and uh your book is on the list for me. Um it's hard to get things here in Costa Rica so I just looked online and you Kindle version. I prefer to have oh, the hard good. copy but I'd rather have the Kindle version so I'm gonna do it. And All right. uh, it's been absolutely fabulous to talk to you. And we will cross paths. It is going to happen. So We will, absolutely. 
Dan, Dan and I are going to come it to one of your. It so, feels such. You know, there's a sister vibe here, isn't there? You know, just where we're nice. we're on the same page. Yeah. We're we, we need to come to one of your truth retreats. Yes, we do. <laughs> we're going yes, to. We and well, I, the next one we're to... having, um, I'm I'm doing a root retreat for the next one. That's in June, Ooh. and it's for um, to get into the root chakra because. You know, we can have a whole discussion on the root, but so many people, you know, the reasons why they're not healing, there's something at their foundational core, you know, something that's been passed on through the family lineage or, you know, just not having their community. So we're going to get deep into the, the root. I, I see each of these seven areas, they're they're like a huge ocean just on their, by themselves. You know, by truth themselves. was a big one, and we're never done with that. But the root is also... Uh, oceanic in size, you know, it's never ending. It's our foundation. Well, if, tra- if transformation was immediate and overnight, we would not. We wouldn't be it. here. We would not <laughs> be here. So, so true. Uh, the, so root, true. the root retreat is when now, and how can people connect to you uh, for that if they are interested in doing that? Well, actually, that I, I should have mentioned this. It's, it's a little bit of a, um, it's for the practitioners that I have trained. So I have a certification program that, uh, in fact, starts this June. I offer it once a year. So for the practitioners that have gone through it, they get trained and they go deeper into their personal route. Oh, and then um, they're able to work a little bit more with their own clients and patients. And so... It, it's more of a smaller gather. I don't make it massive because we, we really want to go very, again, the, the word of being deep is, is a thread through this conversation, right? It's, it's, uh, right? I think that sometimes we have to do that. But maybe, you know, we'll, we can plan for another event where we do get into the truth and we can do it on a broader scale and maybe the three of mm. us can do something that. like that Absolutely. and bring that forward. Love that. Absolutely. <laughs> Always yeah. open to new wonderful <laughs> ideas to help. So absolutely. Well, we will let you go. We know that you have a busy day, and it's not just all about the Dana and Tiffany uh, show. So uh, <laughs> we we really appreciate you jumping on and uh, hanging out with us. And we will we'll chat. Oh, we'll, uh, it's been my pleasure. We'll, we'll connect. It's, absolutely. Thank you so much, ladies. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> I know what you're going to say, but you might as well say it. Takes the cake. That's my favorite I, right yeah. there. <laughs> I know. She was I knew amazing. she was going to be. I knew she was going to be. Something about her from the very first time, and she messaged me on yes, Facebook, and she's just, she's just something. I did tell you, I know. I knew it was going to be great. Well, it's about to go off the air, so we will do our closing here okay. while we're off the air. Now, Sorry, guys. Can, Thank you. Bye. Can we can we tell her um, uh, you can find all things Dr. Deanna Minich at www.foodandspirit.com. She's amazing. Connect. We can. And I believe she also has deannaminich.com, too, so uh, you can check her out there. And I'm sure she's on Facebook and Twitter and all of that good stuff. And buy the book because... It just sounds fabulous, really. So much, so much going on and so many ways to heal. And I believe she's probably a, one of those people who you, you know, you kind of miss, I don't know, read or you don't really realize she's powerful. She is mm-hmm. really powerful. And you can and shop uh, all of her books directly off of her site. 
foodandspirit.com. Oh, yeah, and you can. Whole That's Detox, right. Quantum yeah. Healing. I think I need a few of these. <laughs> Very cool. But, you know, she's, she's got this um, calm healing vibe and it's very strong and so uh, I recommend everybody at least check out her site so you can check it out okay what else Mm. we're done I'm so glad we got to get on with her isn't that fabulous (laughs) me too me too as always a very big thank you to our listeners Uh, we really really appreciate it we do this for you so thank you thank you for listening and don't forget to submit your thyroid thriver story I did a thyroid thriver Man on Fire was a really cool article. If you didn't it was see, very go cool. check it out on um, Facebook and uh, on the website. And I have a few more in line. So get those in. Just go to thyroidnation.com and hit submit. And if you're interested in checking out synthetic-free skincare, no preservatives, no parabens, no plastics, no, no nada, but good stuff, um, please be sure to check out uh, our line, Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. Lots of goodies there, wonderful inhalers and skin care and, and uh, speak your truth, the thyroid and thymus rub, and take a peek if you'd like. Yep. And uh, we, you know, we didn't get to talk too much about it with her today, but detoxing, that's part of it. We, we yep. created these so that you could slowly but surely have baby steps into getting rid of some of the things that are toxic and not good for your endocrine system and replacing right. them with things that are. So elimination begins with removal, right? That's so right. just start using That's sometimes right. it's not these crazy changes. You can just remove your toxic skincare with things that are beneficial and healing. And that you will also love. So make sure to follow us <laughs> at Thyroid Nation and and yes, you will. The smell fabulous, the feel is fantastic. Okay, Twitter, Instagram, we also have a Facebook group, uh Hoshis and Grave Support, so check that out. And Dana, and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Constantly check in with yourself, meditate, make those tweaks, and and always, always, always listen to what your own body is telling you. Please, 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 please. We're super smart. You're super smart for you. Okay, guys, this is Dana, your Thyroid Nation, Gringatika from Costa Rica. I'm Tiffany Milanich of Grateful Garden bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united, we heal and we speak our truth. Bye, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.